What do these season projections look like for Cam Talbot and Capo Kakinen? Plus, what do we expect from Bill Guerin and Dean Evison this season? What can we expect to see and when can we expect to see Matt Boldy, Kalen Addison, and Marco Rossi? All that coming up today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. And just a reminder, we are free and available anywhere you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at the season expectations for Cam Talbot and Capo Kakinen. We also look at what to expect from Bill Guerin and Dean Evison this season, as well as when we may see some of the biggest prospects in the Wild system, including Kalen Addison, Marco Rossi, and... Matt Boldy. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons covering exclusively the Minnesota Wild, gearing up for my first full season covering the Wild as part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Happy to have you along for a Tuesday edition of the show. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You can visit rockauto.com and make sure to tell them Locked On sent you. As you heard on today's show, we're going to finish off our season expectations for Cam Talbot and Capo Kakinen. Then we get that gets us through everybody on the list. We'll also talk a little bit about what to expect from Bill Guerin and Dean Evison. And we will look at when we can expect to see uh, some of the young prospects as well. In our first of two episodes, again, we're doing two-a-days all week this week, and so uh, a chance to uh, get you as fully geared up for wild season as possible. Our special bonus episode coming later today is a deep dive into the 2021-2022 schedule, all the quirks, all the matchups, and uh, when we can expect the wild to maybe make a move if they get into a situation where they need to win some games. Definitely a favorable back end of the schedule, so we'll talk about all of that coming up on today's show later, the bonus episode here today. So let's take a look at what to expect from our goalie situation this year, which is going to, again, include Cam Talbot and also Capo Kakinen. And starting with Talbot, what would constitute a successful season for Talbot? Well, Uh, He was able to stay uh, relatively healthy throughout the year. And uh, we're really not trying to focus on health because that can be such a wild card for everybody. It doesn't make sense to uh, to really consider that a a factor because um, injuries can pop up at any point during the season. But I think the thing that is going to impress with Talbot this year is if he's able to take how he played in that Vegas series – and translate that into the regular season. Now, yes, the Wild did lose that series to the Golden Knights, but by a lot of people's standards, Talbot was the one that kept them in it by shutting out the uh, Golden Knights 
in game one to set the tone for the series. And uh, after a couple of shaky performances in games uh, two and three, and shaky's not the right word, uh, Tam, uh, Talbot played great. It's just that the uh, the Wild didn't have any offense to uh, to match. Then really started to pull things back into the Wild's favor with uh, great performances in games five and six. And then unfortunately in game seven, the wheels kind of fell off for the entire series. But Talbot was huge in those wins uh, for the Wild. And so if he can take that level of play and uh, and can translate that into this season, now obviously not going to play that level uh, for the entirety of the year. But if Talbot can take what was a really good uh, season for him during the regular season last year, if he can take that and he can do that for uh, a few more games this year, then uh, this team is going to be just fine. Uh, the other factor, we've talked about it a lot, and something that we'll get into maybe a little more uh, in the second episode being released here today, is playing the entirety of the NHL schedule. Not just having the opportunity to beat up on uh, those West Division teams. You're going to have to play the entirety of the uh, the schedule, which includes a couple of trips to uh, to New York, also taking on both the Panthers and the Lightning. So the competition level is going to be raised significantly this season. And so if Talbot can keep things on par with what he did last year, that's going to be a major success for this wild team. Talbot is projected to finish 29-15-2. and 29-15, uh, I should say, uh, with two shutouts and uh, a goals allowed average of 2.56 and a save percentage of 9.17. So this is above his numbers from last year. And um, also with five overtime losses, just like he had last year. So 29.15-5 is the expected um, record for Talbot. And it's interesting because he's projected to play in 49 games. And we talked about that a little bit um, with what... Um, some of the over-unders, what could make this uh, this wild team successful. And if they can find a little bit more of an even balance between Talbot and um, and Kakinen to take a little pressure off of, uh, of both, I think this goalie tandem is going to be fresh. And uh, as an extension, they're going to do better. And so 49 games for Talbot, 33 for Kakinen, is, is about what I was expecting for a split for this season. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's what it ends up being, but is Talbot uh, capable of uh, of overperforming those numbers? I would say uh, most definitely. Uh, although that is a very very good season that they're pegging him to have. So if he exceeds those numbers, he is going to be in Vesna Trophy category, and. Um, that would lead to this wild team having a great season once again. So yes, he is uh, he is able to um, he's he would be able to exceed those expectations. Um, and I think just for the sake of this, I'm going to say that he is pretty much right at that level. Like I, it would be a lot for him to exceed that, and so I'd be perfectly happy with what he's pegged to get uh, from a statistical standpoint. That would be a perfect amount uh, for this wild team. And it's interesting if you kind of put the dots together 
Uh, he's pegged for 29 wins. They've got Capo pegged for 19. So uh, a 48-win campaign um, is projected 48, 25, and 9 for the Wild this year. So uh, not bad. Not bad based off of what uh, ESPN's kind of thinking uh, the Wild will be able to do. So I would take Talbot right at those projections. If he exceeds them, huge bonus. If he falls back down to earth a little bit, it's not the end of the world, but it is going to make it a little more difficult for the Wild uh, to uh, to be a playoff team if his production drops, if he has some of those inconsistencies that uh, that he's had over the last couple of seasons. Um, then uh, that could be a problem for this wild team. So that, that's really the only concern that I have for uh, for Talbot is if he has one of those just statistically odd seasons that he's had in the past, and uh, that then could lead to some big issues uh, for the wild if that is indeed the case. Uh, moving on to Capo Kakinen. What would be considered a uh, successful season for Kakinen? Well, uh, a season where he shows that he didn't just beat up on the lowest teams in the West. Uh, Tal- uh, Kapanen, that is, Kakinen, put up some great numbers against the uh, the Western Division last year. And um, he did do a lot of, uh, of kind of taking it to those bottom four teams, though. So you saw his, uh, his numbers against St. Louis, which continue to, uh, to elevate every time he faces them. Did not have a great season against the Colorado Avalanche either. And he's going to be facing more teams like that on a nightly basis when he plays. And so if Kakinen is going to have a successful season, he's got to show that those were just kind of blips and that he is capable of being, at the worst, a backup goalie in the NHL, borderline starter. Um, we need to see from Tal, uh, from Kakinen a little bit of a step up this year, I think, uh, to show that now that he has his feet wet at the NHL level, now he's out to perform and to show that he belongs. So if we get that from Kakinen this year, I will consider that a successful season for him. But uh, again, got to see him take a step this season um, and uh, and show that he's not just kind of a bottom bottom team beater uh, in the league. He's got to be able to do it against the top teams as well. And to be fair, he did uh, in a couple of starts against the Vegas Golden Knights. So um, it's it's going to it's going to be interesting. Again, there's a, there's a lot riding on Kakinen if he can prove that he is a, a good goalie in the NHL that is going to help this team out substantially as well. Uh, pegged for 33 starts, a 19-10-4 record with a 2.82 goals allowed average and a 9.07 save percentage, three shutouts as well. Um, I think this is a situation where I think Kakinen, maybe not the wins, but the other kind of underlying numbers, I think he should beat those this year. Um, and the Wild, I think, need him to. So uh, he absolutely is capable of, uh, of besting those numbers, especially if uh, Talbot doesn't quite make 50 starts this year. Then Kakinen is going to definitely be able to uh, increase those numbers. And uh, final question that we've been asking with uh, a lot of these projections for the season, 
Any concerns heading into the year for Kakinen? Yes, major concerns heading into the year for Kakinen because if those numbers that he showed against, say, St. Louis and against the Colorado Avalanche, if that translates to a bunch of other teams in the NHL, we're going to have a problem in the net. And so we need to see from Capo um, him put some confident performances together and show that uh, those were just some odd starts they had uh, against the likes of the Blues and uh, and the Avalanche. Can't see that again this year. If not, uh, the Wild will have a uh, a great season with that tandem. But uh, if we have any issues, then yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a problem. Uh, next up, we will take a look at what to expect from Dean Evason and Bill Guerin this season, as well as uh, a look at when we could potentially see the likes of Marco Rossi, Adam Beckman, Kalen Addison, and Matt Boldy. That's all coming up here on Locked on Wild. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive that welcome bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That's betonline.ag, where the game starts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing with today's episode of Locked on Wild. And again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Crosschecks Live NHL Season Preview Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark tonight on the Locked on NHL YouTube page running from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. Andrew and Mary tee up the new NHL season with a look at the key storylines around the league, featuring drop-ins from our roster of local NHL hosts, fantasy insights from Locked On Fantasy Hockey Scott Cullen, and award and Stanley Cup playoff predictions. Again, that's tonight from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time on the Locked On NHL YouTube page. All right, let's take a look at something that a lot of fans are curious about. Final cuts for this wild roster, leaving the likes of Kalen Addison, Matt Boldy, Marco Rossi, and Adam Beckman in Iowa for now. When could we potentially see these guys? 
make their debut at the NHL level. Well, a lot of it's tied to their performance in Iowa and how they do to start the season. The other portion of it is tied to how the people that are kind of fighting for their jobs do at the NHL level. So, as we start the season, the Minnesota Wild have a couple of players, and we did key on this earlier in the week, but I did want to rehash it a little bit. The Wild have some players that are in kind of prove-it mode for this season. Uh, you got the likes of Jordan Greenway. You've got uh, another guy on the fourth line in Nick Bugstad that um, could potentially be replaced if his production does not meet a level that the Wild are looking for this year. And you've also got Victor Rask, who seems to be skating on uh, some pretty thin ice for the Wild as the season gets going. So that's three names right there of guys who are just at this point um, kind of backed into a corner and in need of really putting some nice seasons together to avoid either being the odd man out or being traded or put on waivers. Now, there also is the possibility that Rem Pitlick gets uh, a, a couple of healthy scratches here and there as well as a young player who is just going to be along for the ride this year. He'll he'll be he'll play, but at the same time, I think with uh, the situation with this roster, I think Pitlick is you know he's getting some seasoning at the NHL level to see if uh, the Wild have anything. Obviously, they were intrigued by uh, by his game in some capacity, which led to them claiming him off of waivers. So there could be nights where Pitlick is the one that doesn't play, and. Uh, and it's just the healthy scratch as the 13th forward on this team. So there are some guys. Like, let's let's just look at the situation with uh, the Kevin Fiala line. You've got likely Victor Rask, Freddie Goudreau, and Kevin Fiala on that third line. If Victor Rask is somebody who does not add much of an oomph to that line, he could end up being a player that is uh, is left either on the bench or is uh, looked to be moved elsewhere. If he shows he can do some things, especially in the first few games of the season, and then his production really trails off, wouldn't surprise me if the Wild try to uh, unload him to a team that just you know has some injuries, needs somebody to step in and play a wing spot. Because... I, I highly doubt that he will be back next season. So it makes sense that uh, his tenure may not last the year uh, if his production isn't at a level that the Wild like. So Rask could be a player that uh, that is replaced at some point during the season. Um, you've also got Nick Bugstad, who is on a one-year deal at uh, under a million dollars. And you know, unless he shows that he's over his injury issues... He could be another guy that is uh, is either the 13th forward or is uh, is waived as the season progresses. So I think this will be something that, and we'll talk about this to finish off the show today, I think this is something that Dean Evason and Bill Guerin are just going to have to um, evaluate as the season goes and 
if they feel like there are players that are not producing, uh, especially offensively, and are kind of holding this team back, then we will see those guys. And I think it depends on who is, you know, not performing as to who will be up first for this team. If the Wild feel like they're not getting enough from Bugstad, then maybe you you drop Rask to the fourth line, you bring somebody up, say Adam Beckman, to, uh, to help out on the third line, give a little jolt to that line so that Fiala gets a little help um, opposite him. Maybe that's a route they go. If it ends up that you know you don't see what anything that you'd like from Freddie Goudreau, then maybe Marco Rossi gets the call. It's all going to depend on which position the Wild feel that they are not getting um, results from. And if it's a forward, they've got Adam Beckman ready yesterday to uh, to hop up and play. If they feel like the center spot, especially on those bottom two lines, is not doing anything great, then maybe Rossi's the one that gets the call. Matt Boldy, however, is going to have to uh, come back from this injury and is going to have to do a rehab stint, going to have to show that he is back and ready on the ice. So Boldy may not be one that we see until later this year. I think the timeline was four to six weeks for him. So... Even if you go maximum timeline and he's back in six weeks, give him another couple to uh, to skate with Iowa to kind of get his legs back under him, that's two months. And so Boldy, I think, is one that we'll have to wait until later in the season. As for Kalen Addison, he could be here pretty quick, depending on what happens with that third-line D pairing. If those guys have a struggle to start the season, I think Addison is going to get a very quick call because that's going to be a spot that um, you really can't get bailed out. Whereas if, like, let's say your fourth line is not performing offensively, well, then you just give a few more minutes to the top line guys. And that could end up in Kaprizov getting a goal or two uh, additional. So in that case, you're probably not hurt. But depending on how quickly those guys get caught on the ice, that could really hurt you. So I would guess that Kalen Addison gets the first call. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go this. I'll rank them based off of how I think they will appear for the Wilds. Kalen Addison is first. I think he gets the first call for this team. Then I'm going to go Adam Beckman. Then I'm going to go Marco Rossi. Just because I think... It's easiest to fill spots with Addison and Beckman. For Rossi, you're going to need one of those centers to really struggle, and even then maybe you slide Nico Sturm to a center position um, and uh, and let him kind of play it out. And even then, then you've got Adam Beckman as a wing who could come up and, uh, and slot in next to him. So I think Addison gets the first call after that Beckman, after that Rossi. After that, probably Boldy, and if we get to where all of those guys are up, either they lit it up or we are in trouble. So, going to be interesting to see how quickly we see some of those guys with the Wild this year. We will finish off the discussion for today's episode, taking a look at what to expect from Bill Guerin and Dean Evason. That is next here on Locked on Wild. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. And again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Just a reminder, we've got a bonus episode coming your way around noon central time where we dive in to the 2021-2022 schedule with a look at which months for the wild might be the easiest, where are they going to have difficulty, and a very intriguing potential homestand push into the playoffs late in the season. All of that coming up on today's second episode as part of our two-a-day week here leading up to the start of the regular season. Just a final couple of thoughts on Bill Guerin and Dean Evason here for today to uh, wrap things up. Obviously, that tandem had a lot of success last year. It seemed like Dean Evason pushed all the right buttons, got some great line combinations to uh, to really function at a high gear, got Kirill Kaprizov uh, to maximize his talent. We saw great stuff from Jewel Erickson-Eck. And uh, it just really seemed like he did a good job of really never letting this team settle in and accept where they were at. Always felt like he was trying to get a little bit more out of the team. We had uh, the incident that happened with Zach Parisi in Vegas that ended up in him being benched, um, as well as coming off of a successful road trip early in the season. Wild going back to XL Energy Center, had a lousy practice by all accounts, and uh, Dean laid into the team and said, you think you can just walk into uh, X, the XL Energy Center, and uh, just kind of sleepwalk your way through this game? That's not how we do it here. And so just holding the team accountable and uh, doing a good job of really optimizing what we saw from uh, a lot of players on this roster, I think it's pretty evident that this team likes to, uh, to play for Dean and they like him as a coach. And I think he has a really good pulse on this roster. And so really all we need from Dean is just to you know, make sure that we don't get too okay uh, with certain line combinations if they aren't producing. Now, a big change this year that seems to be working out, at least initially, is Jewel Eriksson-Eck with Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. If that continues to work, great. Continue to use that. However, if for some reason that line starts to underperform, we got to be willing to try some things to uh, to make sure that we're not, you know, wasting parts of the season just because that line combo worked at some point during the year. 
I think the biggest challenge facing Everson early in the season is the bottom six. I think the top two lines are pretty solid and pretty set, but that bottom six is going to take some tuning and tweaking to get it to the level uh, that those other two lines are at. The, the bottom line looks to be more set than the third line, so that's going to be something D needs to work on as the season starts. And if he can get those two lines figured out for the most part, then this team offensively could be really, really good. I think they will be good anyway, but I'm talking like elite level if they can get that third and fourth line ironed out and get those guys performing on all cylinders. This could be a very good, very good, like top 10 offensive team in this league. And for Bill Guerin, he's in an interesting situation here this year. Not only do we have to look at when potential prospects get called up uh, to uh, to bail out injuries or underperforming players, but what do you do if this wild team catches fire and for maybe one year has a legitimate chance to uh, to make a run? I mean, I know they don't have a whole heck of a lot of money um, to play with. But maybe that's where Garen gets creative and makes a move that can really take this team over the top. Even if it's for a, uh, a rental, a one, like a rest of the year rental that um, can help this team out and maybe uh, give them a deep playoff run. I think you got to weigh that. And you also have to look at if this team struggles and if they, uh, if they kind of underachieve, then how do you play that? I mean, you've got guys like Victor Rask on the final year of his deal um, with cap constrictions starting up in earnest next year. Um, maybe you have to look at making a trade for a guy like Matt Dumball, though I think that would be a huge blow to this locker room. So I don't think that is as likely to happen, but... You know, Garen's got to keep a firm eye on this team because if they if they overachieve and the West, let's say, is a little more muddled than uh, than what we thought, and Colorado doesn't jump out and just take hold of it, maybe you gotta maybe you gotta do a little something to try to uh, shake things up and uh, and really make a statement in the uh, the Western Conference. I I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see what happens. But uh, it's going to be critical for Garen to get an idea of where this team is at very quickly and uh, make some moves accordingly to, uh, to either help or to look further towards the future. Um, either way, I'm, I'm really excited, and I think this team is set to do some good things this year because they've got, you know, they've got the solid management of Garen. Everson, great as a head coach. Um, and yeah, a lot of talent on the team. So I think this team's going to be just fine. It, uh, it just comes down to how they do things out on the ice. So that is, uh, I think where we're going to leave things for uh, today's episode. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Crosschecks Live NHL Season Preview Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark tonight on the Locked on NHL YouTube page from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. Andrew and Mary tee up the new NHL season with a look at the key storylines around the league, 
featuring drop-ins from our roster of local NHL hosts, fantasy insights from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey's Scott Cullen, and award and Stanley Cup playoff predictions as well. So make sure to make that your third listen today. I say third listen because we've got another episode of Lockdown Wilds coming out later today. So make that your second listen as we dive into the 2021-2022 schedule uh, in full ahead of the start of the season. Make sure you're following Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts, all of our social media channels as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on YouTube for videos of all of our episodes as well as content throughout the week as well. All of this leading up to the start of what should be a crazy NHL season. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for following along. And you can get new episodes every Monday through Friday right here as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.